Hello and welcome to another episode of the Successful Home Ownership Show with your host Richard McKenzie out of the greater Cincinnati areas and also we serve the northern Kentucky and Dayton and north of Cincinnati as well. Today's episode is all about commercial properties that not just that you might buy, but what if you're going to lease? What if you are leasing some space and maybe even a long-term lease? It definitely would be in your best interest to have that property inspected so that you can have the current condition documented before you sign the lease but also make sure that you're going into the lease well prepared for things that affect your bottom line. What are those things that affect your bottom line? Well, those would be electric bills. Those would be your gas bills. Those would be your water bills. And that being said, there are a lot of things that affect your bottom line, as well as, of course, immediate repairs, short-term repairs, long-term repairs, and of course possible, even in a leasing situation, capital expenditures. Make sure you understand in your lease what things you are responsible for. If the property owner, for example, in a, let's call it a strip mall, office suite or storefront suite, uh, bay, whatever you want to call a, a, a in between your neighbor on your left and your neighbor on your right, and maybe you have a whole bunch of glass windows and a aluminum metal door, or steel door uh, with with insulated glass, your space and your neighbor's space. What affects your bottom line? What affects your capital expenditures? And least but not. Uh, last but not least, but what about security? What about that? What about lighting? What about the the parking lot? Yeah, that affects you. That affects your ability and your clients, your, your people who come to your shop or your store or your whatever it may be, uh, office, doctor's office, perhaps, dentist's office, whatever it may be, comes to your space or store or maybe a restaurant okay the flow of customers and what affects their desirability to come to your space lighting and safety and parking ability all of that stuff affects you all right so let's talk about what if you are leasing and you have you're going into a long-term lease Let's describe what it would be like at an inspection of said space. Well, we of course start from the outside and one of the first battles that we have is getting on the roof. Sometimes we have to use our taller ladder, sometimes a shorter ladder. Sometimes there's a roof access from inside the property, sometimes not. Sometimes on the back side, there's a metal um, stair, a metal ladder bolted to the building with a uh, with a locked uh, um, uh, panel to keep people from climbing on that ladder and we need to get that unlocked. I've actually been known to put a ladder on the outside of that and go above the locked area and get on the ladder halfway up. That works, sometimes we just have to improvise. So at this particular uh, office space, which was um, 
a suite that was wedged in between two other spaces on the left and the right, and it had a certain set of requirements. What if you're going to have a doctor office or a pharmacy or something like that that had some various pharmaceuticals and you had to keep people on the left and on the right from getting into your space? So what is one of the most important things you had to do? Well, you had to make sure that above the suspended ceiling tiles, you had a studded drywall cordoned off left and right to get into, to keep people from getting into your space, breaking in and stealing things, stealing pharmaceuticals, stealing important things. So that, that, those, that, was, that is a firm requirement on a lot of these spaces that we inspect. And you want to make sure that that is going to be built out for you, or maybe you have to build that out. All right. But again, starting from the outside, I've kind of gotten ahead of myself. But we've inspected plenty of places where the parking lot was just in shambles, even if the, the main office suite was not. <clears throat> so the parking lot may be something that you want to ask the property owner to maybe put new lines. Um, if it's going to be a struggle for, you, for your customers to approach your space with confidence, then, then you know, signage is important. Uh, what is what are your uh, what is the ability for you on the outside sign that is in a parking lot to advertise your space? Is there room for you to put your name of your establishment on that big main sign, or is it already filled up? Think about that. I mean, that could really hinder your ability to make money. So that's something that you may want to look into. Um, so the parking lot, the signage. Uh, <clears throat> how late are your hours? Are you open really late? If so, make sure you have some, some good lighting. Lighting is very important. And, and then the awning, you know, making sure that in a rainstorm people can stand under the awning and not get soaking wet. <clears throat> so these things all need to take, be taken into consideration including in pouring rain, is there any ways that the water can get into your storefront? Is there evidence of previous flooding area in, the, in your strip mall um, that has taken in water? So, so the drains become important within the parking lot. These are things people usually don't think about. In this particular inspection that I'm talking about, each door, the front and back, both had trouble uh, locking the deadbolt without having to finagle the door itself, <clears throat> either pushing it in really, really hard or pulling it towards you to wiggle the deadbolt to get that to work. So these are things that if you're locking up late at night, you're the last one to leave. The last thing you want to do is present yourself to, um, to, to some uh, criminals for, for you taking a whole lot of time locking up. They'll study that. They could case the joint and, and all those sorts of things. So you want to make sure things are smooth and you can get in your car and go home without being uh, hassled. All right. So um, being on the outside again, <clears throat> getting on the roof, for a lot of these places, the rooftop combo AC furnace units are on the roof. They tend to be industrial units. They tend to be multiple tonnage, like this one is seven and a half tons. 125,000 BTUs, so it did, you know, it was a gas, gas furnace as well as a air conditioner, 
And depending on the time of the year, you either can or can't run these things um, as far as the, the AC goes. And in this particular case, the gas was off and the owner was not turning the gas on, so we really couldn't run the furnace. But we could certainly get enough information about its age, the size, capacity, etc. And then when we're inside, we're able to push up the ceiling tiles and look at the duct work and see what kinds of stuff we're into up there. And to see if any of the roof penetrations, for example, the, the pipes and whatnot coming off of the unit, are, are causing any leaks or not into the, into the establishment. So you want to get the age of the roof. You want to make sure that um, the property manager, the owners, are keeping up with roof inspections. And who is responsible for maintaining your, um, your HVAC component? Who, who, who is that your responsibility? So check your lease about that. Sometimes people are responsible for them themselves. Sometimes the property manager is. So that's very important to check out your lease. There is one particular inspection that I'll bring up where the, the, pers- the customer ended up not getting a previous suite because the property owner did not want to fix the electric issue. And it wasn't a minor issue. It was a considerable major issue on the back of the property. And if you can imagine the back of a strip mall, you got your masonry block and you got gutters on the back of the <clears throat> back of the unit, which these scupper drains feed into. And the gutters had just really not drained well. And it caused um, the water just kind of got in between the gutter and the side of the building and caused the mortar to weaken and turn to, well, just deteriorate. And the anchors holding in the 800 amp, there were actually two 800 amp drops coming into this building. And I think it was either a two inch or three inch conduit holding these high voltage wires, cables, three phase power. And that had just kind of fallen away from the property and it was putting some serious tension on the electrical disconnects for several units, including a pizza chain parlor. Um, It was enough that I pointed it out to the pizza chain parlor next door, even though it wasn't this inspection, because that was a significant safety hazard and the owner wasn't going to fix it. So, I mean, there's no way you're going to take on a lease on something that could be life-threatening if in the right heavy rain and something gives and pulls away completely and it pulls the electric out of the wall. That's like electrocution kind of stuff. So it was a good decision to move on from that property. All right, so that being said, uh, when we're inside, we are pushing up the ceiling tiles. We are looking to see if there's any insulation. In this case, there was not. So we suggested to the owner, to the uh, lessee, who is the person taking on the lease, that maybe they want to consider putting some insulation and maybe the owner would put some insulation above the ceiling tiles because there was nothing between that and the corrugated steel roof, uh, roof decking. So there's going to be a lot of heat loss. <clears throat> Next, and, and they do make ceiling tiles that are insulated, so that could, that could solve some of that. Um, There was also a, from the previous tenant, there was a whole lot of leftover electrical uh, outlets just all over the place. A lot of them up in the attic space area on the ceiling tiles just sitting there. 
None of them had covers. And it was just very strange that they needed so many outlets for this particular uh, establishment previous to this one. So we flagged all of that. Um, the roof looked like it was like eight years old or so, and it was a nice, thick uh, 0.6 EPDM rubber membrane roof. Really nice installation. Seams were tight. None of the penetration showed any signs of leakage, yet a lot of the ceiling tiles were stained, um, maybe about 10 out of the whole property. So what does that mean? Does that mean that we're, we're seeing some leakage go on? Well, not necessarily. What it means is the ceiling tiles need to be replaced, and if any of it reappears, then you know you have a leak. Otherwise, you really don't know of any current leak because it's not raining at the inspection. We can't predict the future. We don't see any moisture. And <clears throat> I suspect that that was left over from the previous roof. So that's just our thinking on that. Um, so when we're inside again, we're looking at the outlets, we're looking at the main electrical panel or panels, and we're finding the water main for the, for the uh, tenant, making sure that we know where all that is. Um, some of these properties have some leftover things from previous tenants, like a walk-in freezer, like a, um, <clears throat> an exhaust hood, which actually was in the sub-suite. What do I mean by subsuite? Well, they had cordoned off part of this suite into another suite with another door. Interesting. So they had a small establishment next door. And this establishment for the purpose of this, um, this property was going to be something that required those, those specific studded separations in the attic to keep people from being able to push up their ceiling tiles next door climb over, steal a whole bunch of um, stuff, and then, and then leave. Uh, so we wanted to prevent that. So what was really strange was there was a walk-in deep freeze, and then there was an exhaust hood, which we, the vent was on the roof. I didn't actually see the exhaust hood myself, but I know it was on the subsuite next door because that's where it was the, the uh, typical you have for for example like a Chinese restaurant or something that um, needs to be vented quite a bit like a grill perhaps like a hamburger joint or whatever um, they have the exhaust hoods that was um, actually on the roof and uh, and the the actual fan itself either had been removed but the but the the turbine the turbine on the roof was still present and it was covered over actually and made made watertight so you see all kinds of things when you are inspecting these strip mall office suites. I've seen, I've gone inside some of them and, and there's just all kinds of cordoned off little areas with sub doors and people try to maximize their cash flow with the number of rents they have coming in each month and turning maybe a strip mall that usually has six bays into maybe eight or 10. And then they have eight different tenants or 10 different tenants of cash flow coming in each month. So they do present some interesting scenarios. All right. Um, some other things that we're thinking about. Um, what about smoke detectors? What about carbon monoxide detectors? What about fire extinguishers? You want to follow your local municipal codes and make sure all of those are up to date with proper inspections and so forth. Uh, and then for this particular place, and I had, uh, of course, mentioned that, 
but both of the exterior doors had some significant problems with locking the deadbolts. Uh, so again, as I mentioned before, you don't want to be fiddling around late at night trying to leave. Um, so we, of course, pointed that out, as I mentioned before. Um, we're not into cleaning or, or testing out these sewer cleanouts, um, but we do want to point out that they're present. We'll point out if it looks like they've been open previously, if you see some replacement uh, caps on there. How about the age of the water heater? You certainly don't want to be taking on a lease where you have a really ancient water heater that's going to die somewhere right after you move in, sign the lease, and you don't know if, if who, who's responsible for that expense because you didn't look at the lease. So look at the lease, who's responsible for the water heater, who's responsible the, for the furnace and air conditioner. These are things you definitely want to think about. Um, what about the build out and floors and walls, of the, these sorts of things? What are the components? What are what is the difficulty you're going to have with building it out and changing things? Um, what is present there for you to work with? Is it steel framing? Is it wooden framing? Um, what, is the, what is that type of stuff? And what do you need to do? And, and make sure you get the right people to do your build out um, and, and know how soon you're gonna be able to move in from your previous location uh, or maybe you're starting from scratch and, and this is your first time owning a or renting a commercial space. So for a strip mall, there's a lot of different things to think about. It doesn't appear to be overcomplicated, but you also don't want to underestimate the work that you have. Ceiling tiles can be very expensive. In this day and age, drywall is incredibly expensive, as is wood, lumber, uh, and, and getting people lined up uh, sometimes can be very difficult as far as timing goes. So I would probably not try to just go with one, one particular subcontracting team, but maybe have a second or third in the wing if things don't work out and people don't show up um, for, your, for your job to, to get you done. Uh, make sure you include some error, uh, some, some lag time and, and some lead time in your project plan to account for hiccups and unexpected delays where people either don't show up or permitting too. Permits are very important. Um, depending on your, your municipality where you are, please definitely double check your municipal codes and what permits you need before you start and then your certificate of occupancy, those sorts of things. What do you need to get for final sign-offs? Um, and again, double check with the property manager on when they say they're going to have things done. If they're going to say that, if they say they're going to have the furnace and AC um, service before you move in and turn the gas on and test those out, when is that going to be? Is it going to be the day before you move in or is it going to be a few weeks? Um, transferring all of the uh, 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 electric, gas, and water to your name, to your company's name, make sure you get all that lined up. Um, so there's a lot of things to take into consideration before you move in. Um, so that being said, I hope you have enjoyed this episode. It has not been an overly complicated one, but the office suite and the lease, um, how to handle this. And until the next episode, thank you for listening. This has been the Successful Homeownership Show with your host, Richard McKenzie, out of the greater Cincinnati area. Thank you for listening again.